This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. You know, while you're bouncing, you want to be able to listen to the music and tune out and not hear like a squeak, squeak, squeak every time. You know? People are questioning so what's going on above them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Other thing. And it's like, I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> the screen. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. I really never yeah. thought about that. Which is so fun. Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Cindy Litwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope that you're doing amazing. Happy November or whenever you're pressing play. Welcome to the show. We have a really incredible duo on today. They are the founders of the fitness brand, The Ness. It is a celebrity-backed fitness brand that is truly blowing up. The Ness is a different take on a fitness class. It is based around using a trampoline mixed with cardio-based exercises and sculpt. They literally have everyone on a trampoline and they give them choreography and different routines and they're everyone's bouncing on this little mini trampoline and it looks like an absolute blast. I've taken one trampoline class in my life and it is no joke. And honestly, with the way our lives are, we all need a little bit more fun, I think, in our everyday. And I think that this workout embodies everything that is fun and healthy. It's great for your joints to do cardio on a machine like a trampoline. It's great for your lymphatic system. It's great to get those things moving, especially if you're sitting at a desk all day. What's great about their program specifically is that they created a online platform. And as many fitness studios had to do in 2020, because the Nest was founded in 2019, they had to shift and figure out a way to bring this to everyone's homes, which is kind of funny to think about for a trampoline class. Like, how do you get a bunch of people to continue taking your class at home without having a trampoline? So they are very creative, very smart women. They're also former dancers, which we all know that I can always connect with them because of that. I love their tenacity and their vision behind why they created the Nest and what they want the brand to be, especially in this very oversaturated fitness space. They have a very clear vision for what their classes bring into people's lives. You have to think about with fitness, not only the method and having really great trainers who are going to lead people through that, but also 
the mental things that people are bringing into the room with. And I love that their brand specifically is focused more on the mental and emotional benefits of exercise instead of using what a lot of fitness brands as like the physical look of your body after taking a class or the certain goals for weight loss are looking a certain way. And yes, those are part of fitness, but I love that they are highlighting more of the emotional benefits and how it can truly change people's lives because it can. They, they shared a lot of stories with me of some of their clients who have accomplished really incredible things and not just the celebrities, people who have gotten over divorces or learned to bring more joy into their life through fitness. So it's incredible to think about what fitness can do in people's lives. And myself as a trainer for many years, it's always humbling and enlightening when someone shares a story with you with how your 45 minute class has changed their life or how spending two days a week with you has affected them in some way or another. And sometimes it does. you don't really realize that until you, those people share those stories. I mean, the clients they have speak for themselves. People like Eva Longoria and Gwyneth Paltrow, crazy names. I mean, that is just advertisement enough. And I love that they're a female-founded brand. I love that they shifted out of a space from auditioning and being professional dancers in the city to creating something that they can continue to perform in and continue to use their talents and their gifts and their skills, but bringing it to the masses and using it as a way to help people and to bring people together and create a community that they were somewhat missing from the dance industry and a lot of the practices that industry has. And I love that they're taking all of those things and putting it into their business to how they treat their clients, to how they treat their employees, all of the things that they've learned from a very tough industry and they're taking it into the nest. I'm always looking for new ways to keep fitness fresh because sometimes you just need to switch it up. So maybe for you, that's going to be a trampoline. I get those questions a lot. Like, what do you do when you feel not motivated or you're wanting to make a change in your fitness routine, but everything just feels kind of blah? Maybe for you, it's trying something like this. That's my biggest recommendation is to switch it up, to seek out other incredible teachers or to seek out something that's different, that's going to challenge your body in a different way, which is the quickest way to create change and something that's going to help you look forward to it so you actually want to do it. That's the biggest difference. The biggest thing with fitness is showing up. And if you're dreading a workout, if you're dreading the run, if you're dreading showing up to a class, Maybe you got to find something that you're not going to dread. So maybe the nests will be for you. So we talked through a lot today from entrepreneurship, from shifting in your career, from running a female founded business to a company that is mostly centered around females. I find them really inspiring and I, I know they're going to do a lot of incredible things. So I'm really excited to watch. And I think you guys are really going to love this one. They're very open. We kind of go all over the map in this episode and we connected really easily, I feel like, because we as dancers tend to do, just speak the same language and kind of get each other in our background. So I think this one's a really fun episode. My something to share is along the lines of female entrepreneurship, my sister-in-law or future sister-in-law, I guess it's technically not legal yet because we're not, Nick and I are not married yet, but she is starting her own business. And for a while she was a stay-at-home mom. They decided once they had their first kid that there she was going to take some time off work and be at home with the kids and they ended up having a second child so they have two beautiful girls now they had always wanted to go into business together and I'm gonna have her on the podcast at some point so she can tell her full story but 
they recently had the idea to start a company, an online store. I love the messaging behind it, especially. She explained that she had really struggled with her body changing and finding clothes that fit her in the right way and feeling really good in what she was putting on, especially after the changes you go through with pregnancy and with having kids and how your body just naturally changes. Also having clothes and things that fit your lifestyle that also doesn't require you changing your entire closet and something that's affordable. So through her experience, she wanted to create her own brand and have different collections that would support the modern woman, would support someone who is going through pregnancy or through postpartum or anything like that. So she is very specific with the way that she is curating the brand. I've been able to help her through it. She's doing a lot of like the photography for her website and for the clothes and putting everything together beforehand. So I've been around to kind of help her through that. And it's been really exciting to get to watch her and this new element and this new role and her like really lighting up in a different way. I just find that so incredibly inspiring because I just, I know how hard that is to balance that just from beginning to watch a lot of my friends who have had kids, but also try to keep their passions alive and keep an element of being able to work while also balancing raising all these these other lives. So it's been really incredible for me to see, especially knowing that I am eventually going into that phase of my life where we start having kids after we get married. And I think it can sometimes be scary thinking about like what happens then, like will I be able to still have this life I want or be able to still do the things that I enjoy and keep up with my passions while also entering into that part of my life. So it's been really inspiring and cool to see someone that I know so closely be able to do that and doing doing it really well. And she is just starting out, but just getting to be around that and witness that has been really incredible. And they always say that the five people that you're around the most make up basically you and what's you're capable of doing. So it's really important who you keep around you. So I think my something to share today is really take a dive on who are the five people that you see the most, who are the people that you're surrounded by the most, because they have a great effect on your life and what will be your inspiration, what will you know guide your energy and all of those things. So it's important that those people that are in your corner are people that you want there and people that are going to push you forward and help you grow and not hold you back. So I would say take a little look around, see who those five people are and maybe see if you want to keep them that close to you or maybe you want to set some boundaries with certain people. And if you can't find those people around you that are super inspiring or if you can't find your exact like little crew that you think is going to be all of those things for you that's going to push you, inspire you, support you, do all of those things, then find another way or curate another part of your life that's going to show you those things, whether it's from the shows that you watch or the social media people that you follow. Maybe you make like a little list of people that inspire you that are doing something similar to you in your field that you can add to your favorites and you can scroll through what they're doing and get get a feel for what it is that they're doing that's making them successful so they can be like your five people even though they're not directly in your life they're still a part of what you're seeing every day because that is so important and that's really going to affect what you see as what's possible for your world so I think my something to share is just to take a little 
look see at who are the people that you see the most are they inspiring to you do you see ways where you can take little bits of what they're doing to help guide you into what you want to be doing or the next level you want to be at are they holding you back in some way anything like that just take a little analysis and use that to determine whether you're going to keep those people in your inner circle or whether you're going to start branching out and finding new ways where you can continue to be inspired and see what else is possible for you in your life so yeah hopefully that helps you in some way today please share this episode with a friend a family anyone that you think can get something out of it tag us on social media if you share it at something to share podcast or myself and we'll repost you and as always before you go please write a five-star review to help me continue to grow and to get this podcast out into the world for those that need to hear it without further ado guys here is colette and Allie of the ness this episode is brought to you by skinny pop popcorn perfectly popped endlessly delicious Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Allie Colette of The Nest, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys? We are good. Good. Uniting, actually. We've been apart for about a month-ish. Really? Which is strange for us. Actually, two months. We've been back and forth. (laughs) Um, We had a pop-up in a different location, so we were kind of alternating back and forth. So we're we're reuniting. So did you guys start as like best friends and then created this company together or just have an idea and you both were on the same page? We met working. So we've always been work friends that turned Mm -hmm. into, you know, best friends, but the base of our relationship is, has always been working, which is really well, actually. Yeah. So like dance relationships led to fitness. They always do. Always. That's how we find ourselves all the time. Yeah. Those, both of those worlds are the tiniest and they overlap quite a lot. Yeah, actually in New York for sure too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into everything that you guys have created and all that amazing stuff, I would love to ask you my initial questions and you guys can answer this together individually, whatever works for you. First question I ask everyone is to share an object. You don't have to physically have it, but just to kind of open us up. Anything object wise that is either from your nightstand, something that might be surprising or something with an interesting backstory. Anything you got? I picked this air plant. I have it. It's attached to a crystal and it's actually it's like- a- holding my crystals yeah yeah I was like actually I was like what do I have I have a chapstick I have a diffuser you know and I was like oh this thing and it my um one of my best friends Kaylee from high school gave it to me when we first moved in she used to live in this room that we're in actually and it's now Mm -hmm. my office but she's very loyal she's a very loyal person and she just gifted it as a thank you for letting her live with me and excited for our next stage. And so I thought that was nice. It's like somebody that always goes out of their way to make you feel special. So I keep it there just to remind me to also pay that forward yeah. to others and, and the little things do count. So always kind of going out of your way to, to do those things I think are important. First of all, I didn't know a plant could grow out of crystal. Is that just like inserted into there? Or is that... <laughs> 
I think it's cheese. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily it's, thriving. Yeah, it's on the side, but it's... it looks like an onion crystal. It's interesting. Yeah, I know. She's just kind of dark. She's a little bristly at this moment. I Maybe know. I'll give her okay. a bath after this, and we'll see when she yeah. comes. Yeah, full tune up. Perfect. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't have my item with me. I just moved, so all of my belongings are just nowhere that I could ever find them. Um, but something that I have had on my nightstand for the last, I mean, five years, pretty much since Colette and I met is a little vase that Colette made in a pottery class. And I got it as a secret Santa gift at one of our first jobs together. And it's actually very good. We took a pottery class together a couple of years ago, and I was absolutely horrible. So especially <laughs> Like after taking that pottery class, I'm really impressed by this vase. It has a shape. It holds my hairbrushes and my, you know, morning face tools. But the thing that I love about like seeing it every day is it, I don't know, it makes me happier. It reminds me of our relationship and how multifaceted mm-hmm. it is and just like how long we've been together and all the things that we've been through and the ways that we've grown as friends and as business partners and it's just really cool because every day I get to see that and then something else happens with our business and in our lives together. And it's like, well, here we are. We're still going. I love it. It seems like friendship is the theme for you both. And you both brought up objects from friends, which is really special. But yeah, I, I like that. You seem, I don't know you guys very well, but you seem to have a very great friendship. And I feel like that is somewhat difficult to balance when you add all these other layers to it, like business and then as people grow or like as we age and just different things that happen. I know you just got married recently, like all these like changes that happen in life. It's interesting to balance that with friendships. So I, I love what you guys have going on. It seems really, really nice. Last question on both of that. Anything that's been on your heart or mind lately for each of you? I've been thinking a lot about communication in general as we re-enter the world and, mm-hmm. and to kind of, you know, go to events and talk to people outside of our very inner circles or just talk to strangers, you know, and it, get to know new people and how many different ways are to communicate. And right now mm-hmm. it's a little insane. I would say for me personally, in like navigating the communication styles of all of these different people. Um, yeah. And I still get taken aback where I'm like, how are you not understanding my meaning or feeling misunderstood mm-hmm. and thinking so small that everyone can understand the way that I think and interpret yeah. life. It's so different person to person. So I think that yeah. always makes me, but sometimes when trying to navigate that, it's, it's just an interesting, it's been like my circling is how can I make myself clear and, and understood. And also yeah. what is it that I'm saying? It does it even matter. You know, like <laughs> when it's like, what am I even saying to fill the space? And what I said is, is that even worth it or valid and, and all of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so think that recently a lot. Yeah. I was talking to one of my friends about like communication and just humor was the thing that was brought up. We were like, I thought my humor was kind of the same across the board. And then I realized like, no, not everyone thinks like I do. And there's actually like a very small amount of people that probably think similar to me or find the same things funny that I do. It's just like so interesting because you see something from the lens that you've always seen something from and then you go out and interact with other people and you're like, oh, that's not what I thought. <laughs> I am not the same <laughs> as other people, which is good, but it's also like, oh, got it. Good to know. Allie. Along the same lines of like re-entering the world and sort of finding a new normalcy, I, I've i been feeling like the universe is throwing a lot of curveballs lately mm-hmm. and not necessarily good or bad, but just in general opportunities or changes or people, relationships, all of these different things. I feel like they're kind of like hurtling 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like as an individual, I feel that. And I also see it happening for other people too. And so I'm working on just trying to approach it with calm and yeah. <laughs> just remaining calm and, you know, listening to what the universe is saying and trying to look at it, not necessarily with toxic positivity, but just, you know, a positive and open mind and being willing to embrace whatever is being thrown at mm-hmm. me or at us, you know, helping other people embrace these things and just like trying to, I think, find the flow. I think going with yeah. the flow can sometimes let you get pushed around. Mm-hmm. And so like finding the flow that fits for you, that kind of like helps you manage all the different pieces of your life. Yeah. I can be challenging too, because it's like, why do I have to experience this, not negativity, but this challenge right now? Why can't I just, just be? So I guess in certain periods of life, that's a nice way to look at it though. Just like kind of allowing it and working with it and seeing what comes from it. And it's, it's like an element, element of trust too, too. Just trust that you can make it through whatever the thing is. I love it. Okay. So let's get into the nest and all of the things that you are. I have taken a trampoline class before. It wasn't the nest. It was something else in LA and they're so much fun. They're very challenging. And I feel like when from people from the outside, like say they're just scrolling through social media, seeing a video of a trampoline class or like just seeing people taking it. It's probably like, what is that? How does that work? So I'm interested in how you guys kind of evolved into this brand. You guys started in 2018, which is really cool, especially because you had a little pandemic in the middle of it. So I'm just interested mm-hmm. to hear on like how this whole thing came about for both of you. We discovered the trampoline early on in our dancing careers. Mm-hmm. We were in an emergency company together and we also you know worked fitness on the side and worked in restaurants and things like that and we just fell in love with it we thought it was an excellent tool for cross training it was really low impact Mm -hmm. it left us energized and not tired for our shows mobility wise balance coordination memory in terms of choreography all of this stuff we we just loved it as a tool and Mm -hmm. growing up similarly I don't know if your teachers told you this too but they were always against running as a dancer running anything that works against your training they're yeah. like never and I'm like did you just want our money and you didn't want us to play sports <laughs> you know I never really thought about that but probably <laughs> yeah. yeah the impact too you yeah. know they they do work against each other and so that cardio piece was always missing for us and unless you're dancing for either a whole show but even if you are you're backstage you're on stage you're in the wings you're moving a prop you know you're that consistent um aerobic threshold is not necessarily there and mm-hmm. so loved it for that. It was a low impact way to get our heart rate up. That we discovered in 2016 mm-hmm. and our business until 2019. So we were private training some people mm-hmm. in the area um, for a while before opening a studio. And now we're almost four and I can't believe it. And it uh-huh. is niche. It's weird. <laughs> and I think it's been so much of our lives that it's so normal to us. Mm-hmm. Like you like we'll get some Instagram comments sometimes and things like that that are like ostracizing and calling us weird and why we do that and it like it always like it is just coming around to me that people think it's strange you know I'm like it's not weird like yeah 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 but I'm like it is it's weird it's not weird it's just like different and I think that's what's interesting about fitness and I think coming from dance background you're just kind of used to different and you're always like looking for new ways where some people are just like no, I go to the gym, I lift my weights, I run on the treadmill and then I go home and that's it. But it's yeah. nice. It's a nice nuance way. And that low impact element is huge. And I don't think that people really realize how important that is until it's almost too late and things are starting to like rip off the joints and <laughs> they're starting <laughs> to happen. So yeah. 
what is like, why is the trampoline so good for that? Cause I know it's good for joints and like the lymphatic system. I would love for you to talk me through like how that exactly works and how important that actually is. Well, the trampoline is a low impact tool because the way that the mat and the cords, we always recommend a trampoline that has elastic cords over one that has metal springs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. The metal springs are good for a backyard trampoline because it's a lot bigger surface area, but because a fitness trampoline is smaller, you don't need that much tension and the springs end up taking away from the low impact. And then it's almost the same as mm-hmm. jumping on the board. Interesting. So it, yeah, right. So the softness of the elastic cords and then the mat help absorb the weight of your landing so that your joints don't have to. Mm-hmm. So every time you bounce or every time you, you know, press down or even doing, you know, stability or sculpt work mm-hmm. on the trampoline is just so much easier on your body. It's softer. You get to really ease into it. And that over time just helps your muscles and your joints stay healthy. And on top of it, there are a lot of studies that show that it improves bone density and can help build back bone loss, which is a really huge thing that, again, I think people don't realize in yeah. general, like how often are we thinking about bone loss really? Yeah. Not every day. <laughs> that's the thing. And you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're thinking about weight loss until then you have no bone mass. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> now I don't care anymore. And I'm bones are the first step (laughs) I love that you guys have that knowledge of it too because it's I think that's what's interesting about the fitness industry especially like in general bringing fitness or boutique fitness to the masses is that sometimes you have to kind of educate people on that and they're they see it as like a fun workout or it looks cool but they don't understand like all those other things that are happening underneath so it's really important to have people like you guys leading other people in that space because it can be dangerous if you don't have that knowledge. So also the fact that it is a trampoline, is there, how do you guys keep people from falling off of it? That's always my concern. It's like people just like (laughs) tumbling. That is a question we get a lot and it's actually very difficult to fall off. Mm -hmm. Um, especially the way that we utilize it for our method, you're not jumping up. Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to get height. You're actually what we call bounce down. So you're pressing down through your heels and you're keeping your center of gravity lower towards the trampoline. So it's almost like imagining that you're jumping underneath a low ceiling. So your head kind of stays in the same spot. And then you're using your core to lift your knees up and down Mm -hmm. so that you're pushing down rather than trying to jump up as high as you can. And obviously with less height comes a lot less risk of falling off your trampoline. It's a constant reminder for people because I think, A, how often are people really jumping on trampolines as adults <laughs> in our lives? Again, like it's a little skewed yeah. because it's all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the general population is not doing it as often. So they have this image of jumping on the backyard trampoline. And, um, you know, I think everybody's probably had a weird experience on a backyard trampoline, getting double bound. Yeah. You know, all jumping, all of falling off. <laughs> yeah, right. But on the on a smaller fitness trampoline, it's just you. Mm-hmm. It's very controllable and it's such a, it's a completely different experience. I love that. And I love that you guys are, have the online program. Was that something that you knew that you wanted when you first created the Ness or is that something that kind of came about with 2020? A little bit of both. Yeah. We knew wanted to add that eventually. We started testing some videos in the winter of 2019. We actually had some requests from clients that had seen us on Instagram or in the press or in the news. And they were like, do you have any online videos? I I really want to try from home. I'm not in the city. And we were like, sure. So mm-hmm. we we got it going. We filmed a couple of videos, tested them out, but we weren't by no means like experts or knew what we wanted from a look and feel mm-hmm. or how to deliver 
product yet. And so we were just testing it out. And then thankfully we had the platform up and running by the time we had to close our studios, mm-hmm. but we batch filmed a ton of content. I was lucky. <laughs> you know, that fire wasn't there. So we were like, okay, we need to shift and we need to, we, we filmed like 80 videos in a week pretty much oh, wow. because we didn't know when yeah. we were going to be allowed back in our space with our team and like this lockdown was looming and and we didn't know how long we would be in our houses. And so we really did it. And then, you know, our clients were, everyone's panicked. It was a very panicked time mm-hmm. of everyone's unsure. And so we knew we needed to provide some sense of consistency or home or warmth or release for our yeah. clients. We're all going through this together. So we're like, we need to get these videos up because at least people can do this from home and feel like something is the same and, and they have it. So we really pushed. So if someone wants to start the NAS at home, say they're not in New York or L- are you guys out in LA yet or you just had the pop up? Just start. We to? go out about every quarter ish mm-hmm. um, ups and then we do private training. So yeah, we're a little back and forth. So if you're wanting to start, cause I've heard it's like really great for a lymphatic system. And like, even in the middle of the day, I've heard people getting a trampoline just so they can like move things around and like bounce at their desk, like out- get away from their desk. Um, if someone wants to do that, would you say like you have to start with the the Nash trampoline or can you order like an, a trampoline from Amazon and just kind of get started and figure it out? Or like, what do you guys recommend for starting with an S? Yeah, we recommend our trampoline for our method. It's designed for everything that we do. We move a little more athletically. So the legs are meant to be the most stable. We live in apartments in New York, so we designed it to be the most quiet, which mm-hmm. in a house need that but you know while you're bouncing you want to be able to listen to the music and tune out and not hear like the squeak 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 every time you know people are questioning so what's going on above them <laughs> yeah, so, yeah 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 other thing and it's like i was like whoa whoa yeah. <laughs> screen wow yeah that's a whole other thing i really never yeah. thought about that which is so funny i'm sure um so ours is really smooth really quiet and then it absorbs you know the most shock so we obviously recommend ours for our method but you don't have to get it right away mm-hmm. we have about 50 of our library is our sculpt offering, which doesn't require a trampoline. It is usually just a mat and weights or zero equipment at all. So you could try that at home with a seven day trial and mm-hmm. just get get used to us and our method and make sure you like the way we teach and that it makes mm-hmm. you feel good and you like the music we use and the way that we put combos together. And then you can always invest in the trampoline later after you try the platform. So that's always my suggestion um, if people are interested, but they're a little wary about, you know, investing in that yeah. piece of equipment. Um, try a sculpt first mm-hmm. and then you can always look at the videos yeah sitting down yeah just like, like take some popcorn and like yeah. do I want it yeah. or you could do it without a tramp right. try it on your bed you know <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly and we have uh, shorter videos too like for the trampoline anywhere between 5 to 30 to 45 minutes so we do have those like day breaks mm-hmm. for lunch just bounce up and down with us and do something that's not self-guided. Um, it's great for that for sure. Well, what do you say to people who are wanting to start their fitness journey who might not have, because you guys as dancers have a very special kind of motivation. The dance person is a very unique person. So someone that doesn't have that like baseline motivation or just that natural ability with athletics or even learning choreography. Like, what do you say to those people? How do you kind of help guide them and inspire them to want to get more involved in their fitness side of life? I mean, I think there's two things that we always say. And the first is like, start small. Mm -hmm. All movement is important. So whether that's a full workout or it's a walk around the block or whatever, like that is movement. And that is, you know, getting your body what it needs. 
And the other thing too is take some time, play around with different types of movement and find the thing that you actually enjoy Mm -hmm. because forcing yourself to do a workout over and over again that you don't actually like is never going to stick. We as people, that's not how we work. We're not just going to keep doing something that doesn't make us feel good. Mm So the more that you can give yourself the grace to try different things and say, okay, I didn't like that. I'm not going to go back to that. That's perfectly fine. And then you move on and you try something else and it gives you opportunities to see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. The exploration is important too. I think finding what works and then seeing what can surprise you and also rethinking fitness, which is how you guys are doing that as well as like rethinking what is the standard operations for fitness. So if you like hate the treadmill, hate all the other things, try, try a trampoline or try other stuff. Cause there's so many options in this industry, which is really cool. But also as you starting out in the fitness industry, was it overwhelming with how saturated it was? Like, how did you separate yourselves or maybe not stay in your lane or like not look to other people as comparison? Like, how do you guys navigate that in this very large industry that you're in? There is an overwhelming amount of garbage, I would say, and <laughs> not even in like the method. Let's but get into it. <laughs> that we're spewing, um, that we're looking at fitness mm-hmm. and women. And, and that is what we had trouble navigating as consumers and working at other places is like, why is this person saying, let's all do a 90 minute turkey burn before like that shouldn't even be a thing, go enjoy Thanksgiving with your family and eat whatever the heck you want, you know, and it's like, I think like just fine tuning and and taking that crap out is how we differentiate. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we really wanted to do in terms of the way we taught and cued. So that's one thing we always wanted to make sure that we never really talked about do this thing for your arms because you you don't want a bingo wing like <laughs> thing yeah. that's gonna trigger somebody you mm-hmm. know and and it's lame I think it's lame I think it's always like like why are we commenting and and commenting on each other's bodies mm-hmm. and so to eliminate that was really important to us and and that is hard yeah. I would say what does it actually mean to do that and it's constantly an evolution for ourselves too so I have to live that and on the day, like, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get up one day and be like, I feel really effing fat, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I'm just by myself and maybe no one heard me, but it's like, that's not the value I stand for. So every day trying to then negotiate that with myself so that I can bring that to other people mm-hmm. and just being careful of that and just seeing what that means. And then second of all, I think a lot of the fitness industry really objectifies this kind of like sex appeal for mm-hmm. women and um, doing things for the male gaze, which is something we've been talking about mm-hmm. recently in the last six months. And we giggle about it because we have mainly women in yeah, our It's always like thing. female classes <laughs> and being, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I thought about the male gaze in a minute, yeah. but it is like in marketing. And as trainers, sometimes it's like, okay, now we're doing a marketing shoot, take your shirt off and we're going to spray you with water wow, so yeah. that you look sexy. Let's make the, the lights dark. And it's like, who is this for? Mm-hmm. You know? And so that has been easy to navigate because we know our values, but also hard to navigate because it's just really hard as two people to shift that perspective yeah. for a lot of people and help kind of correct that thinking pattern when it's so deeply rooted yeah. mm-hmm. in culture, so deeply and, and ingrained in all of us as dancers and as women and as people mm-hmm. to come into the studio and be like, I feel so this and my worth is completely tied with mm-hmm. yeah. my belly. You know, which is like really insane when you think about yeah. it. But. And you never really know who's coming into your room and what they're going through and like how they're perceiving their body. And it's and then if it's continuing in a circle and the trainer's doing the same thing, it's like not a great space. Yeah. Um. I was also wondering that because 
as a fitness instructor, as like you're leading a class, you're leading a group of mostly usually women, but like a group of people and they're all coming with their different things. And they're looking at you for as like the pinnacle of what they want to be. Do you guys ever feel that pressure as the trainer or have you created a space where that isn't really a part of it? Or like, how do you navigate in this industry or just like leading a, a class of these people and having that pressure kind of innately put on you? Or do you feel that or how does that um, resonate with both of you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it is tough because it's like, would you go, and it's a double standard for myself too, because would I go to a dermatologist that was yeah. like full of acne? Am I going to Botox for someone with wrinkles, yeah. you know? And so it's like, it is. It's tough. Like, are you going to mm-hmm. buy food that looks like it's poorly prepared? Mm-hmm. So it does go, it, it translates across industries. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to take, you know, fitness and wellness advice from someone that seems clinically obese? And I guess that's a great, it's a great question and a shift that I think the industry is going mm-hmm. towards. I feel the pressure to be healthy mm-hmm. and my best self for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, and figuring out, you know, what makes me happy and healthy and like consistently doing that. I have moved myself away from feeling the pressure to look a certain way for sure for other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. It's hard to take your mind off of that. But I think one of the ways that we do do that is our entire method is about getting down and dirty Mm -hmm. with our clients. And so there is not a trainer who's standing on a pedestal just demonstrating and then walking around the room. Mm -hmm. Like we are doing every single move of that class with you. We are huffing and puffing. We are, you know, we are right into the mix, sweating our hearts out. And I think that that really allows people to know that we are all on the same playing Mm -hmm. field, that no one is better than the other. And I think the trampoline is actually a very helpful tool Mm -hmm. for this because not everybody is great at it the very first time or even the first five times. There's a learning curve to get used to it. It's different than any other workout that's out there. And so it almost allows people to step away from that shallow mentality of like, oh, I I feel like I was skinnier yesterday or I don't like the way my arms look when I do this because it's so easy to fall into that, especially when you're in to the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I think like as dancers too, it's just like, it's a really easy habit. But when all of a sudden you're on a piece of equipment that is moving underneath you, and then it's your job to stabilize yourself Mm -hmm. and listen to the instructor and try and pick up choreography and follow the beat of the music. There's no time to worry about what your body, like how much you weigh or what this top like on you, like you are in the mix and you're trying to push yourself to stay in Mm -hmm. it. So I think that that is one of the biggest things that we've tried to do to try and shift that whole mentality because we don't ever, I don't ever want someone to be thinking, oh, I I wish I looked like Allie. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's not the point. I don't want you to look like me. I want you to look like you and I want you to feel good and I want you to do whatever it is that makes you feel the best. If that's coming and taking class with me, hell yeah, let's do it. If that's doing something else, then go do that. Go do the thing that makes you happy instead of comparing yourself to what other people look like or what they're doing or where they're at. It's just, it's just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. And it's true. When you have all those other elements going on, it's really hard to focus on. We have to work really hard to focus on all those exterior things that are happening. So that is a nice element as well. 
I know you guys are super busy and have these very active lifestyles. So I'm curious for both of you, especially in New York City and just kind of the culture of it is like fast paced, always on the go, always doing, 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 plus all the balance of all the things that you guys are doing, running companies and running classes and doing all the other stuff that a lot of people in New York do. Like, how do you find a balance for yourself? Have you created a practice for you guys to kind of turn things off? Like what has worked for both of you as you kind of ebb and flow through that culture? I think trying to set clear boundaries. It's like, I'm off these three days and, mm-hmm. and don't talk to me. That I'm on. Didn't quite ever work for me um, because I always work so many jobs and, you know, it's always off hours and maybe it's Sunday mornings I work and then you know, I don't work Mondays and things like that. I Mm -hmm. think I had to shift my perspective of why are you trying to achieve this, you know, traditional weekend off that everyone else getting when it doesn't fit with what your life Mm -hmm. is doing. And I think as soon as I let go of that, I found actually a lot more balance and that it's about the five minutes of walking Mm -hmm. with your dog and the coffee. It's about the one hour getting acupuncture and then returning to work. So it's where I find the balance is just getting it in where I can. And I find that it actually has a lot to do with guilt mm-hmm. associated. The balance is, is actually quite guilt driven for me because I own my own thing and I have, you know, Allie and I have people that depend on me mm-hmm. and so it's like, Oh, I have to show up and be there for them. So I can't take an hour off, but I think releasing that guilt of you're okay for an hour, nothing is urgent. We're not doing heart surgery. Like, you know, like no one is dying at our table. It's fitness yeah. and it's, it's movement and it's meant to be something that elevates people and makes them fun. So just putting that in perspective and then releasing any, any guilt of taking time for yourself is where I find the balance. And it's something I struggle with every day still, but it's a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, guilt is, it's the worst part. Yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah. And for me too, I'm such a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And so I just absolutely suck at saying no. Mm-hmm. And it's something that Colette has taught me a lot about. Like, no, you have to figure it out because it's like you officially cannot take on every single thing that we take in as a as a business. It's just like it's not possible. And yeah. so, you know, <laughs> which is a hard thing to do. So it's like, no, I can, I can, I can, I can do this. I worked five jobs or six jobs, like I can definitely do it. But the point is like you shouldn't because you don't have to, and that's mm-hmm. not a sustainable way of life. And so I agree. Like finding those snacks, those breaks of just like, I have 10 minutes. I'm going to go sit outside and put my face in the sun. Like that works wonders and mm-hmm. it helps you feel refreshed. And you're like, okay, I can get back into this. And, you know, taking a moment to say like, you know what, everything else that is on my plate right now can wait until tomorrow. I'm going to sit, I'm going to have dinner with my partner. I'm going to, you know, go for a walk, whatever that is just like learning that those things are equally as important just because maybe it's not a business driver or it's not revenue generating doesn't mean that it's not just as important because ultimately like we have to take care of ourselves because if we're not in a good place mentally and emotionally like Mm -hmm. that's gonna happen (laughs) yeah I love that the little things are very important they do make a big difference and just taking a moments. It doesn't have to be full days. It can just be little things here and there, but, you know, prioritizing those for sure. Are you guys both still 
keeping dance up and doing the nests or have you transitioned out of that? I'm curious. I have pretty much transitioned out alley dance a little still. My passion doesn't really, I mean, we dance every day. Don't get me wrong. We're dancing yeah. on the trampoline, we're mm-hmm. warming every day. So it's actually an interesting question because you then box dance into like a professional career. Yeah. This thing that it, it's actually quite accessible to, to most people. That's you can true. be a dancer every day. Yeah. But no, it just isn't there anymore. I love the business. Mm-hmm. I honestly, the trampoline spoiled me too, because we move so quick in the combos. Like I cannot sit through a dance class anymore. I really can't. <laughs> I'm like, get me out of here. Like, I'm like, I really don't like it anymore. It's I love so that. Like I can't do yeah. a ballet. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be here for two hours. Like I could move in 45 on this tramp and really oh, yeah. like it if I said I'm good to go and move on about my day and there's other things that fulfill me now so that's awesome yeah I asked because I wondered how you guys kind of manage that because that's always like the thing with dancers or like when you're in that profession it's like okay when are you going to stop doing it or like how do you mm-hmm. fulfill yourself and your passions now that that's over and like did you choose to end it or like how that all works and I know that's a open-ended question but I was just curious on how you guys are both navigating that space as you're going forward with the yeah. nest shockingly easy for me I hmm. think I feel like that's very know. rare so that's awesome yeah I think it is because then it is I, I get the same satisfaction from mm-hmm. like making this and performing I still have a lot of eyes on me you know just like from the performative nature in class and I get to curate the energy and dance to music multiple times a day so I think like it's a, it's the same satisfaction yeah, yeah. the performance was easy mm-hmm. for me to let go it definitely like tapered off but mm-hmm. once I stopped performing I was like I don't actually like miss that part at all. Cause again, like we're, we're on every day, Yeah. but I still take class, like just for my own personal enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just like, I'm so fascinated by learning how to move my body in different ways. Uh-huh. And I really enjoy taking classes that frustrate me. Mm-hmm. And like, are, especially now, I feel like every time I go and take like a contemporary class or there's all kinds of like floor work stuff happening these days. And yeah. I'm like, I, my body doesn't want to move that way sometimes, but I, I like to try. Cause then it also inspires me to like come back and it's like, how can I translate this to our method? Like, what does this look like on the trampoline? Is it possible on the mm-hmm. trampoline? Or could this be, you know, turned into something more functional for our sculpt classes? So mm-hmm. just like trying to take that information. Cause I do think it's really nice to learn from other people. Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing that I always miss. It's like, I want someone else. Mm-hmm. I like to get that insight from someone else, whether it's choreography or notes or, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Constantly like learning and being a student, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I have one more question on that as you guys, because you've created your own business and it's kind of a different way of approaching business than before where you would audition for jobs and you would be putting yourself out there to receive business money, whatever that thing is. But now that you guys have created your own thing, like how do you view that? Is that light you up more? How, how is that like differentiating between auditioning and having your own business and entrepreneurship? Like how has that been for both of you? I love it. I think that's another reason why I don't miss it either. I, that element of dance and, and that the industry, I was like, I want to be in control of my own. Mm-hmm income and my you know destiny which sounds very vague and like whatever but I love being an entrepreneur because of that because mm-hmm. you know I'm in control and I'm not and even in dance it's not necessarily even about your ability it's a lot of the way you look yeah and, <laughs> and cast typecasting yeah and the way you move and that's something that I cannot control I'm not mm-hmm. gonna get you know dye my hair or get plastic surgery to look at different ethnicity you know like yeah. whatever and then your ethnicity is not the one that they want for that season so yeah. then you're like shit <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So I, I, I was like, I'm going to control this and I'm not going to be at the hands of this any longer. And mm-hmm. I love it. I love freedom. Um, there's no part of me that wants to go sit in a line for, you know, <laughs> eight hours, like waiting to be seen. For yeah. 10 minutes. yeah. Such a, a silly rigmarole, I feel. So it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. There's nothing that could ever make me want to audition again. It just doesn't doesn't feel good. It never felt good to, mm-hmm. to be honest. And, and I think also like going through that process for so many years really taught me how to be to people, like how to treat people, how to communicate with people who are coming to you and looking for work. Like I think that the dance industry has a really, for lack of a better word, shit history of, of not treating people well mm-hmm. as and, and not communicating like the, just the sheer concept of like, if you don't hear from me, that means you didn't get it. How hard are you to like, yes, like email? Say, we have technology. We have text, yeah. anything. Yeah, right. There are so many ways to communicate with people now. Yeah. There is absolutely zero reason not to fire off some kind of message and mm-hmm. just say, hi, thanks. We're going in a different direction. Group email, anything. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things, but yeah. honestly, like, being in that like period of just like waiting and just like hoping holding on till the last second like oh maybe it's gonna be this one maybe it's gonna be this one like just never knowing or never hearing back or getting pushed aside or all of those different things like never again like Mm -hmm. the way that we've been able to change our lives and I think that owning our own business comes with its own set of struggles like obviously we have people to take care of now and there's a lot of other responsibilities but I would take that any day than like just the stress of yeah. being constantly rejected. Yeah. It's, people don't <laughs> talk about that that much. It's like a whole part. Like when I talk to like my parents who don't see that side of it as much, they don't get it. They're like, why would you stop doing that? I'm like, it's hard. It sucks. It's not fun every single day. And one day you're just like, I can't do it anymore. And that's, yeah. and that's okay. It's definitely wrong. I, I do think that like having that experience, it teaches you a lot and it, mm-hmm. you know, it helps you learn how to be strong in tough situations. And it's, it's a skill set that not everybody understands. I think that we're very fortunate that a lot of our team is dancers. And, you know, so they, we all speak the same language. Everybody communicates on the same level. And it's really nice. But when you work with people that don't have a dance background, you find like, oh, you don't know how to take notes. Mm -hmm. You can't take directions. (laughs) And it like, it suddenly becomes like, no, it's not personal. It's like, you, you know, so it's, learning all of those different things. Mm -hmm. When you guys started the Ness, because it's now like a celebrity backed brand, which is huge. Were you expecting it to be like that? Did you already have those clients? Is that kind of surprising to you? And how do you manage that? Very surprising. Yeah. I was watching a video with Gwyneth Paltrow. I was like, oh shit, there's Gwen. Yeah. Like a little outer body. Yeah. Yeah. Even like hearing you say it, it's like, that's not us. Get out. I think like I don't quite understand the magnitude of that quite mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Person. And also just digitally in general, like with how many subscribers we have mm-hmm. online, it doesn't quite occur to me that like thousands and thousands of people are like spending mornings with me on their TV. Yeah. You know, like that it's it's not because we are not celebrity, you know, like and so it's like no one's stopping me on the street to be like, I do your video, you know, like it's like uh, yeah, but they could. <laughs> yeah, but soon hopefully yeah. Yeah. with the no, but so I think like that part feels very far and foreign and our we're very lucky with the the influential clients that we've gained mm-hmm. and so thankful and grateful for them and we're also really proud of who they are mm-hmm. 
and how they use their platforms. Mm -hmm. And so anytime that there is press with a celebrity or that celebrity themselves has press or they have a big win and it always is like so aligned with our values. Mm -hmm. And that's what really gets me. Um, And I feel so grateful for that person to represent us too, because they're awesome, you know, and and they're awesome in other areas of their life from their charitable contributions or their successes or the things they're doing in their community. So that's more what I'm proud of, of like, not only do these people have big platforms and they're sharing us, which is great, but they themselves are awesome and they have great values that I just feel so proud to be, you know, aligned with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. And it shows a stretch of the brand. It is such a saturated industry and it's very hard to stand out. So that's something that's really huge that you guys have been able to do that, especially in this time frame of the fitness industry. But yeah, to have like those really aligned clients too is really special, which is a rare thing. So good for you guys. Do you owe that to anything? Is there like something you're like, oh, it was probably because of this or is it just the method? Like, what do you think that essences we yeah right it's yeah. I mean I think it comes from so many different things mm-hmm. I think in a lot of instances we are fortunate in general to have a really wonderful community of clients who love balance and they believe in it and they and they share it with the people in their mm-hmm. lives and so you know word of mouth just spreads and spreads and and that's how all of these incredible clients have come into our community and it's just amazing and then on, and then once you have them in the space right like it's the method it hooks it hooks people it keeps them engaged it's always changing we've created it to just be mm-hmm. fun and it's about being fun it's about enjoying your movement and it's about doing something that lights you up so that you can go and then have the most incredible rest of your day, mm-hmm. no matter where you yeah. are. It's it's beautiful. And it's fitness affects so much. It's not just like the hour that you're in the room or 45 minutes, or whatever it is. It's like, it's going to flow into every part of your life because it's your energy. It's your health. It's a lot of things. So you guys have a huge part it's of that. True. I'm a bear when I don't work out. Like if I don't, even if it's like something so simple as just like stretching in the morning for 10 mm-hmm. minutes, when I don't move like always like three or four hours later, I'm like, Ooh, I'm, I'm not a good person today. <laughs> I shouldn't be interacting with other people. I have to start over. I love that. Um, is there a story or a, like a client or a win that you've seen from someone starting with the Ness or taking on your, uh, technique, like any like big wins or anything that you've seen that's like touched you or been representative of the brand? Absolutely. There's a couple, you know, where we save them. We look a little folder called love notes in our email because it's really, that's what keeps us going mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. every, you know, people do, you know, people, there are going to be people that this is not for them and they're going to be nasty about talk, it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and they will name names. Instead yeah. of like, they will tell you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So instead of like harping on that, Every time we get one of those, though, the same one or two days or the same day, we'll we test. get like a positive love note to like yeah. the universe is like, look at this. Um, I think scientifically, too, um, or in exercise science, uh, some of our clients have seen increased white blood cell counts from their doctors after starting balance, mm-hmm. um, faster COVID yeah. recoveries. And again, I'm not making claims. Yeah. Those claims are kind of things that we've heard. Yeah, things we've heard um, mm-hmm. after doctor visits. So that's always really great. Here, of course, you can lose weight, you know, on it. And I think people can confuse, I'm digressing a little bit, but we want our method to be fun and it is, and we are all about movement. But at the same time, we're not saying that it's okay to be obese at all. Mm-hmm. That's your health and that's your wellness. And if your doctor is telling you to lose weight for your life and so that you can be there for your children and that you can prevent a heart attack, like we will absolutely help you do that. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's like, 
I think sometimes now in culture, there's like a big body positivity, which there should be, but let's not confuse that with mm-hmm. being on top of your health and wellness and being responsible for your life and, and mm-hmm. the life of others around you for that. So I think definitely, you know, if people actually need to lose weight and their doctor has told them they need to lose weight, like we've seen that we've helped with that, which is great. But then also the emotional piece, one of our clients lost mm-hmm. her husband. This one always with me, you know, mm-hmm. years back. in a really tragic, um, surprise accident, you know, and, and she was telling us like around that time of year in the winter, she always is depressed and funky and sad. And she had written us and said, you know, this year I couldn't figure out what it was. I wasn't feeling the same, you know, kind of funk. And and I realized it was because I was doing the mess and you guys pulled me out of it. And I, and that was the things like that are really special because you don't have responsibility on you either you know which I think circle back to all these people like spending time with you you don't realize yeah how important that is to Mm -hmm. maybe their kids see you when they're doing it too and it's positive and someone wrote us and said you know my daughter has a lot more confidence because she hears you guys on the screen and she sees you and she struggles with that Mm -hmm. and she's 12 Mm -hmm. already and you know, I think those things like definitely make a difference for yeah, us and that's so keep powerful. us going. For sure. Yeah. It's crazy how much you're involved in people's life when you're like just leading a class. Like you just think of it as like, oh, it's an hour I'm with them, but it's like all of the other branches that has mm-hmm. from just you guys is really, really cool. Um, I think last like few questions I have with being female entrepreneurs and owning your own business, like any advice that you would have, anything that surprised you about starting this business, like anything in that realm? Oh, I mean, a lot of surprises. (laughs) (laughs) I think for advice, listen to your gut. It's a, you know, a gut feeling is a real thing and it's something to be trusted. And I think that a lot of people don't necessarily believe that everyone has good intuition, but I think you just have to be willing to listen to yourself and to trust yourself. Everyone has the ability to do it, but you just have to be willing to, to actually go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think trusting your gut is a huge thing. I know that like we are not perfect and we we have made mistakes along the way and we've learned from those mistakes. But any of those things, if we look back and reflect, it's like we didn't trust our first instinct mm-hmm. and we should have trusted our first instinct. And so just reminding yourself that like you have the wherewithal and you are capable of making those big decisions, mm-hmm. so, you know, choose wisely and listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. Love that. But yeah. just say, I would add no one's going to do it for you or tell you what to mm. do. That's like recent. This is a recent learning of yeah, mine. Yeah, that's tough to realize. That <laughs> I recently, you know, we're in like another phase of growth and we're needing some extra support in certain areas. And so I'm like, well, what if I, you know, get a consultant to do? And every time I hire out to do something, I'm like, I just want this person to tell me what to do. You know, like I want yeah. them to tell us what decision to make and which way to go and where to put our energy and like, I never get the answer I want ever. It's always like, you're the one that has to decide. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's like, I'm in the point now where I'm like, just tell me, like, it's somebody yeah. just decide for me. I'm decision fatigue and like, no one is doing it. So it's no tough. one's going to do it for you. Like, you're the only one that knows where it needs to go and, and can make yeah. those decisions. So. It's like scary yet empowering. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have just like two final questions for you guys to wrap us up. This was great. It was so nice to meet both of you. First question I have is with this company and with the growth and everything that you're doing, what do you want to be known for or remembered by? I would like to be known for just being nice and <laughs> like making people feel good. I think That's good. Good for me. Yeah. Simple. I like it. I think I want to be known for helping people find a way to live their lives. That's not tied to how they look. Hmm. 
I think it's like, it can be hard. It can be really hard. And I think for some people that feeling of being so obsessed with the way that you physically present to the world can be debilitating. Yeah. Been there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, it's tough and it's, we see people go through it. We see people slowly coming out of it. And yeah, I think that I think I want to be known for helping people try and get out of that. I love it. Um, one last leaving thought or piece of advice. If you're wanting to start your movement journey, just start today with some hip rolls. Yeah. Okay. Just Do it. You know, just, just start getting into it. Definitely. I love it. Some bouncing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, where should everyone start with the nest? Where should they go? Anywhere that they can follow you, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You can follow us at the Ness NYC on Instagram or head to our website, which is www.thenessnyc.com. And you can see everything we offer there. So whether that's a studio class, private training, online class, online private training, digital, you know, mm-hmm. all that you need will be, will be on there for you. Yeah. And like Colette said before, our digital platform has a seven day free trial and there is literally half a library on there that doesn't require a trampoline so love that you guys are busy <laughs> I love it what is actually next for the next like what do you guys hope for in the future I know that's a loaded question but what's next yeah this year we're focusing on just growing our studio base a little bit more from the pandemic you know things kind of scattered there so just getting that community back we're redoing the studio a little bit and getting that back and running and hopefully you know not the way it used to be, but just what it is mm-hmm. now and in you know, that evolution and then growing our digital subscribers as well. So, you know, growing the digital community and then more pop-ups in different cities along the way and things like that. So you'll, you'll see us physically coming through. I love that. Come, come in the middle of the U S I want to see you guys infiltrate yeah, yeah, yeah. the society. I love it. All right. I'll be on the lookout. Thank you guys so much for doing this. This is so nice to connect. Have a great rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.